Yeah, and so it's just like that's that's a really important thing throughout JoJo is progeny in general and family in general, and the whole thing is about tracing family trees and also like what counts as family. Yeah, like who is yeah. your family? Right, who's grafted onto yeah. whom? For yeah. example. <laughs> yeah, for well, example. And, well, and what sort of Frankensteinian <laughs> shambling monster? How will one? undead vampire man get his young boyfriend pregnant right if you graft your head onto someone else's body whose jizz comes out right like, i mean i think you know, it's pretty the... obvious that it's both because oh. if your hair color changes halfway through your teens that means you have two dads that calm is down calm calm <laughs> down never calm down <laughs> it's so, true we'll get to the dick lore later yeah so um watch <laughs> I just, I just want to finish this episode. <laughs> this is part of this episode. It's not. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer. My name is Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Courtney Stanton. And I'm Darius Kazemi. This is episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement on Lucky that. Lucky number seven. Yeah. Only a couple more left before. Before we transition into the next plot arc. Yes. It's really that's, exciting. That's very Get excited. exciting. I'm so excited. We're all super, super excited. We are. I'm not. No offense to Phantom Blood. Offense. This episode is all about Baron Zappelli. Yes. It's, it's, R.I.P. It's a Zappelli episode. So, uh, so get ready to be I mean, sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. enormous spoiler alerts, I guess, but you should be listening to these after you watch the episode anyway. I uh, I don't believe in spoilers. Especially for 30-year-old stories? Yeah. 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 Do they all die in the end of Citizen Kane? Yeah, the sled kills everyone. <laughs> I mean, Darius, you were at saying that the only origin story about Zapelli that you wanted was about how he got his outfit. Yeah, and we never get uh, we never get explained that. We well, exp- he's Italian. He's not really. I mean, I guess he's dressed like an Italian magician. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's true, but maybe he was like like I mean, we also, but also beforehand he's like he's dressed like a like a ship hand, you know, yeah, pr- prior to that, right? He's just he's just sort of dressed in like worker. Clothing. I think he realized he was gay and a baron. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Where's the and title come he from? He realized he was a gay magician baron. Maybe he And married... that would explain so much. Yeah. His outfit, it's like, because he goes from just wearing, like, potato sacks to, like... And none of it seems to be influenced by his time in Tibet. No. No. I mean, if anything, he's dressed more or less like Speedwagon. Yeah. You know, like, they share a tailor I think they share a wardrobe. Yeah. So... <laughs> I well, mean, where are they carrying Well, they their... obviously do, because Speedwagon has no compunction about stealing his hat off his corpse. I don't think yeah. that he steals his hat off his corpse, Courtney. That's a very unromantic way to view Speedwagon wearing Zapelli's hat after he dies. He just wants to smell his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, it's you, a great hat. It is a great hat. Yeah, it's I mean, way better I, than I Speedwagon's would, hat. I would steal yeah. it. Except it doesn't have razors in it. That we know of. That we know of. Well, so are you saying that Zapelli... And Speedwagon go to the same tailor on Ogre Street. Is the tailor next to the pirate club? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's in, it's in the back of the pirate club. Well, to, yeah, you have yeah. to like have like a password to yeah. get in to like yeah. the special tailor. Yeah, the okay. special tailor that will, that'll put knives in your clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Baron Zapelli. Go ask the pirate club. Gets yeah. um, they got that? Gets bisected. It's really disgusting, and we only see. The actual thing happened in this very artful shot of a shadow behind Speedwagon's horrified face. Unless you read the manga, in which case it is a full page spread. Of course it is. Like, yeah. Dan- like Danny dying. Yeah, like oh, Danny dying. Um, R.I.P. You get the whole tomato. But then you see him like. <laughs> the half tomato. Yeah. Yeah. But then you see him like writhing on the floor 
uh, missing the bottom half of his body and also one of his arms. And you also see him dragging himself across the floor. So so the Baron's in two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cleaved in twain. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about a way to get the word twain worked in there. Nice. Um, yes. <sighs> Poor Baron. And then, but he's not dead. Oh, and Jonathan's neck has been broken. Yes, um, by, the chain, by the chain around his so, neck. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, here's here's the deal. So, the whole time Jonathan has been trapped in that room getting his ass kicked by Tarkus, it's because Jonathan and Tarkus are- They're each, on like a seesaw contraption, basically. Yeah. Where the- Their the, necks are chained yeah, together. <laughs> yeah. Through like the ceiling and the key to open Jonathan's collar is on- is inside Tarkus's collar and, and vice, vice versa. versa yeah. So um, so you basically have to like kill each other. Or, you know, they could both just agree to stop fighting and give each other the keys. I want to read right? that alternate, that yeah. canon divergence alternate right? universe. Like that's, the, that's the thing, you know, right? Like Tarkus talks about how he's killed 48 men in this apparatus like 300 years ago because it's an ancient night assassin training ground. Um it's like and, you know when you're out on an assassin assignment, you might have you might get <laughs> chained, ha- chained yeah, right. and have to. Yeah, yeah. It makes I mean, sense. I guess it, I guess if you were competing to like join an assassin, also like he's a knight. How are you a knight and an assassin at the same time? Well, he's like a special like private knight. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he's he, like a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. The point it's is like Skyrim. You can be a you can be a knight and an assassin and a wizard. And like anything else, and Targus is yeah. all of those things. He's Pretty the head much. of the yeah. thieves' yeah. guild, and he's undead. Yeah. yeah, he's the head of the companions. <laughs> <laughs> he's a member of the pirate club. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, founding member maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he probably has a plaque somewhere in the pirate yeah. club. They probably miss him. Yeah, um, they'd be you really probably get some sort of prize if you like eat as much as he ate. Yeah, if you could like yeah. out drink. Yeah. Tarkus. Tarkus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they probably have a special mug. Yeah. So yeah, Jonathan's neck gets broken and Zapelli gets ripped in half because the chain that is connecting Tarkus and, and Jonathan gets, gets like, wrapped, wrapped around, around him. him. Yeah. And and Tarkus yanks it really tight. So he manages to break Jonathan's neck and, and cuts Zapelli in half. But he doesn't kill either of them. So Jonathan's neck is broken but he's still breathing and, and Zapelli's upper torso uh, is still alive. And so Zapelli pulls himself towards Jonathan and he grabs his hand and he, he does his like last final move and he gives everything he has to Jonathan. Um, he basically just gives Jonathan his entire life force. Yes. And to he the point where ages, he ages. Yeah. Yeah. He, and it's incredible. He becomes an old man immediately. And it, it's so explosive. It tears Jonathan's shirt off. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, and uh, but also Jonathan becomes more ripped from yeah, this yes. too. Like, and like when he he's, gains muscle mass, and when he's holding Zapelli, and it shows his sad Jonathan face. Um, it's like this little tiny face on like this enormous like block of wood body that takes up like the whole screen. And I, for some reason, that shot is just so hilarious to me. Yeah. He looks also... like it looks like like I'm sorry for all these references, yeah. but it looks like king crimson's face like little face oh yeah the little face on his face face. yeah yeah the stand yes that's jonathan's little tiny face (laughs) on his enormous body yes (laughs) when jonathan is holding the dying torso of baron zapelli that's actually like shot for shot parallel to jonathan holding his dying father and zapelli even says 
you are like a son and my best friend to me as he's dying. Just a few episodes of the four, he was holding his dying dad, his dying shitty dad, who was <laughs> also saying nice things to him. But this is clearly much more meaningful to him because he's known the Baron for like four weeks. And, uh, and, <laughs> and he's already done more for him than yeah. Jonathan's birth father ever did. Yeah. And also caused less trauma despite all this. Right. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. and, um, uh, and I think this is just like, Every JoJo arc basically comes down to dad issues, yeah. issues with a bad dad. Yeah, but speaking of like family and who your family is, like while Zapelli is dying, he does mention that like he had a wife, he left her behind to pursue the mask. Um, and so this it is important to note that like yes, he did have a wife, and in fact he did like have at least one child. Yeah, he did start a family, uh, and we are going to meet. Um, that child's child, we will meet Zapelli's grandson in the next arc of JoJo. So this isn't the last time we're going to meet a Zapelli yeah. and a Zapelli who gets all wrapped up in the JoJo. Yeah. And it's and it's important to note that that the Zapellis and the Joe the Joe stars are intertwined across multiple plot arcs, multiple and multiple dimension like yeah. uh, like uh, universes, universes timelines, you know, timelines. Yeah. So they're destined to be each other's. Yeah. Parts. Always destined to sacrifice something to help the Joe stars in their quest. Yeah. You know? One thing that I do like is that Jonathan is like real fucked up about mm -hmm. the Baron yeah. dying. Speedwagon is very sad and crying and Poco is crying. But Jonathan Speedwagon is holding Poco. And they're both also, crying. It's very like this is the scene I think Madonna where I actually was just yeah, yeah. Where I was just very like, oh, I get it. Speedwagon is quote unquote like the woman. Like Speedwagon, like yeah. I don't mean that in a gay way, in a gay, you know, in an offensive gay way. I mean like literally. He's he playing has the, role. the narrative yeah. role that the like woman usually plays, wherein like she's off to the side, she's kind of commentating, she's taking care of the children, and then like oh no, and, how like, horrible not, whenever something yeah. bad and like happens. I wish I could help, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But Jonathan gets up. He is like backlit, glittering. His lips are shiny and incredible. He's, uh, he's on. F he has like a flame aura around yeah. him, yeah. which you see later in other JoJo arcs too, like where they sort of superpower up, uh, like Dragon Ball style, and like get set on fire, but kind like, of like with mystical fire. But like he's not just like like power mystical fire. He is like ready to go to the club. Like he is <laughs> gorgeous, and he's just like telling Tarakas he's gonna like punch him out of history and that he's like evil uh, for selling this, his soul to Dio. Is this where the anime retcons in uh, the Joestar star? Yeah, so his, yeah so his, so Jonathan's uh, shirt busts off or a little bit earlier yeah. and, and we if you see pay his attention, back for like a split yeah, second. Yeah, if you pay attention you can see he has a star-shaped birthmark on his back which all JoJo's have but that wasn't decided until later in the manga. So in the manga, it's not there, but yeah. but because the makers of the anime knew about it, they yeah. reconned it in. Yeah. Um, and so then he he literally punches Tarkus until he turns to dust. Like he just hits him so hard, he destroys him. Yeah. And when and then like as Tarkus is like disintegrating corpse and armor land behind him, Jonathan like stands up and he's got tears in his eyes and he's weeping because he's so sad and yeah. fucked up about his friend dying. Jonathan gets fucked up by this like this changes Jonathan. Yeah, this is yeah. his most transformative moment, even more so than like earlier when he realized that he really hates Dio, like when his dad, when his, <laughs> his dad when his dad, another parallel, right? He has a huge transformative moment when his dad dies, but he has an even more transformative moment when his spiritual dad dies as well. Yeah, um, he definitely like becomes darker yeah. Um, yeah. and less like optimistic right. and 
plucky. And they're and they're very uh, and they're very clear immediately that he has inherited all of Zapelli's power. So he is basically fighting with the strength of two superhuman beings. Right. And then because it's been a while since we've seen him, Dio shows up. Dio has yes. in the meantime gotten even hotter. Right. Uh, and he's got some pets now. Yeah, he's yes. been he's been putting the heads of things on other things. Yes. He has chimera pets like yeah. you, you like you see him lounging on a bed, but instead of being surrounded by beautiful women or something, <laughs> he is surrounded by like a cat with like a dude's and head on it and like, like a dog an, it's like a, with a it's dude's head It's a dog head with a dude's head and a, an owl with a cat's head and maybe some other stuff And there's too. like a, there's like another cat or dog. Yeah. It's unclear with a woman's yeah. head, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying is Dio's been putting heads of things on other things. Yeah. Right. Yes. He's yeah. just been hanging out like as a hobby, putting heads of things on other things. Foreshadowing. Yes. Um, that's just Dio's fun time thing and we see him surrounded by things where, where he has like, replaced the head of a, of one thing with the body of another yeah that's a thing that he knows how to do apparently just right. like some people right. we, some, oh no some, we did we, we talked did. about it with uh, Bluford and Tar- oh. with Tarkus with them they yeah. were beheaded right. and then he and put their heads yes. right yes. Okay. yes yeah so that's more of this so Dio yeah. has been Frankensteining yeah a lot and uh, like some people build model ships yeah. Dio transplants heads. It's a yeah. perfectly respectable hobby. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's more respectable than his day job. Yeah, being, <laughs> a, vampire. Is being a vampire. Which is being a vampire lord. And, yeah. we, <laughs> and we get a nice creepy interlude with Dio doing, I think, the most fucked up thing that we'll see Dio do, at least in my opinion. In terms Certainly of, in this arc. In this Certainly arc. in this arc. In this arc. But maybe in, maybe in every arc. Well, because the thing is, is everything else that he asks people to do, it's like them harming themselves usually. This is just like a baby, and I don't like it. I feel bad. The baby doesn't deserve it. We assume he does bad things like this all the time, but this is definitely like the the time we see an example of him doing like so do you want to Courtney do you want to explain yeah. just briefly yes. this is like a side this is like a short story yeah. aside we get this right? weird one act scene of a woman begging for her child's life where she's like you can take me but please just protect my baby no no don't harm my baby yeah don't harm my baby right he's just like don't harm my baby don't harm my baby uh, anything to like don't harm my child and he's like all right He's like, you've convinced me uh, in the most unconvincing voice ever. Uh, he literally goes, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in English. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, I and all of my minions will not lay a hand on your child. I swear on my name. Yeah, he's like, I swear it. He's like, but really, you and your child will be much happier if you just join us. And she's like, no, please just don't harm my child. And he's like, okay. And so then he turns her and then she immediately devours her child because she's a because now vampire. she's a vampire and he's like you now ate your your child he's like it's a tragedy of your own making um and again it's one of those things that in the anime you just see a shadow on the wall yep. of her eating her kid's oh, do face you see off it in, the- in the manga no! you, get a, <laughs> you see her like pulling flesh <gasps> no yeah it's real gross and maybe that's, so maybe why, that's you, why it's it's, it's it had such an thing. effect on you yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i can show you the panel if you would like <laughs> I actually would like. Araki really likes these short stories with like an ironic twist ending uh, in f- to the point where he actually has a manga volume of one shot stories that he does years later, right between arc four and arc five of Jojo called Under Execution, Under Jailbreak. Um, and it's got four different short stories in them. Uh, and it's stuff like, you know, a prisoner is trapped in a 
jail full of deadly traps and then he finds out that it's actually the whole jail as an execution room and he finds a hole in the wall that he can escape through but then he's too scared to try going through it it's like a twilight zone dun 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 or like an Edgar Allan Poe story like a very macabre uh thing Araki clearly loves that sort of thing and I just think it's uh it's like an interesting kind of early example of him taking the time to tell that kind of essentially ghost story horror story that he loves to tell from time to time he's like my my notes uh, for this episode are like crop top time bitches which is important jonathan does start wearing a crop top now yeah he does that's the thing is after jonathan i don't i can't oh no i do i have midriff jojo written down <laughs> Um, it's very important. And it's not checked off, so we do need to bring right, he's it He's shirtless for like five minutes. He's shirtless when he when he when he wins. Yeah. And then after they leave, um, he somehow finds a scrap of cloth and and fashions tar- it into something of a crop top. Yeah. It's like it's it is it can't be called a full shirt. No, it cannot be. And it just gets smaller and smaller. It does. And, that's true. This is the longest it will yeah. ever be. Um, and it's got uh, shoulder pads on it, though. Yes. It's got these really daring, huge shoulder pads. Jonathan oh. loves fashion. Oh, and my other note in here is just Dio is hot with three exclamation points. So. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, something that I didn't get to talk about yet that I might just splice backwards yeah, into yeah. the thing um, is th- watching this episode made me realize that I think the Baron, at least in the anime, is really modeled a lot after Bruce Lee as a uh, as a film character um i mean part you you noticed this earlier too when he's like when he a couple episodes ago he faces off with dio and does a weird pose and he goes like hey baby and it's like and like yeah and like that's and that to me that's the equivalent of like enter the dragon with bruce lee kind of like just taunting his enemies forward with the two finger you know come here type of uh uh, type of move uh, and just yeah just the way he is presented the specific kind of badass that he is and even the way his face is drawn in some scenes just really reminds me a lot of of bruce lee so we meet this dude on the road who seems like a regular person uh they're like oh is the has the town been overrun by zombies and the guy's basically like what are you talking about and they're like oh i guess the town's and he's also not- like Poco, your sister's gonna be so mad you've taken so long getting home yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah and they're but, like oh a totally normal townsperson yeah. yeah and then and so they basically just walk like thanks and they walk right past him and then the and then he immediately like his tongue like slithers out like a snake from his and, he, and his head like swivels backwards on his body and his tongue is and like, he's, like 20 feet long and, and he's then, like a child delicious child blood i'm going to and eat I'm a child completely mystified by this dude because i'm like i don't understand how zombies have the ability to temporarily keep it under wraps but then completely unravel well, but obviously they they all have different powers because like right. also other zombies don't have the power to make their tongues million feet long right and jack the ripper has his own power so this mr adams guy just has his own yeah and it's and i love it because he's mr adams here is clearly thinks he's like a super badass and like a protagonist (laughs) of some sort and he's like coming for poco and then jonathan does the baron zapelli thing i guess now that he's inherited the baron's powers right, right, right. where he doesn't even look backwards he just grabs the tongue and it's like coming up behind steps on it steps on Mr. Adams's head, burns a hole into his head and his eyeball pops. Yep. Uh, and then that's the end of Mr. <laughs> Adams that. in like three yeah. seconds. Yeah. Because that's how badass uh, Jonathan is. And then they're like, point. oh, I guess Wind Knight's lot is fucked. Yeah. yeah. And then, yep. and then. Tom Petty. Oh, right, 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 Well, right. we meet, we meet. Dyer. Dyer first. Yeah. And, and Streitzo. Streitzo. So if you're familiar with the band Dyer Straits, this has nothing to do with them. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tom Petty shows up. So you know shit is really serious because it turns out before he died, uh, Baron Zapelli wrote 
to dire and straits who are dis- who, disciples of, of Tom Petty and was like, Straits is the hot one. Straits is the hot one. Straits. So, and it's like, Hey, I need help. Here's where we are. And so Tom Petty was like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta come all the way from Tibet to, to win night's lot. <laughs> yeah. England. Um, However, they got that letter there. Yeah. Shh. Uh, owl. Owl. Owl post. Yeah. Maybe cat head owl. And I really appreciate that Tom Petty is like, look, even if we showed up earlier, um, Baron Zapelli would have died because yeah. that's his fate. And so like, I appreciate that like they didn't even let Jonathan throw a temper tantrum. <laughs> and then yeah. they teach him how to not shake hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They learn to bow. Yeah. They do learn to bow. Um, I, I am interested about that, though, because it's like every time you see Tom Petty shake hands with the Baron, it's like he sees his future. So I'm like, yeah, maybe he doesn't shake hands because he has like he has like that uh that small like, power. Yeah, that clairvoyance. <laughs> yeah. Thing, where like yeah. if you touch somebody, you see, see how, how they die. die. And he's like, and he's yeah. like I don't want to see how you die. Yeah. I just get a bad feeling. Yeah. Like, you it's gonna be, seem messy. It's gonna be fucking weird. Maybe you do die. Maybe you don't totally die. <laughs> like your dick just... definitely doesn't die. Yeah. How many <laughs> how many times do you die conceivably? Like, like, what yeah. happens to your dick? Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, He's just standing there thinking about Jonathan's dick. So they bow, and uh, and he's like, yeah, man, so that Dio, oof. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yikes. So do we have any final thoughts on episode seven? I mean, it was all about the Baron. It's yeah. all about, this is our, I mean, this is this is where we learn what the Zappellis, the Zappellis are for. And yet, right? some of us, I'm looking at myself in a mirror right now, can't get that through our fucking thick heads. <laughs> and therefore are still fucking surprised when things occur. <laughs> <laughs> when when shit goes awry with yeah. the Zapelli. I'm like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have had hope. Why did I have hope in the first place? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I'm I'm not very smart. But uh Yeah, it's like you're not familiar with narrative convention. If a, yeah, if <laughs> if a Zapelli appears in part eight and you have like optimistic thoughts about that, I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> Yeah. I will hold you to that. Okay. Because, yeah, like, Zapellis are born to die. I might not smack you, but I'll shake yeah. you. Yeah, please. I'll shake you. Yeah, Zapellis are born to die. Live live fast, die young, Zapelli. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and OpenSignal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJojo or find us on the web at ExplainJojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please say hi on Twitter and leave us the kind of iTunes review that Jonathan would leave for Baron Zapelli. 